Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 416 with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 416. So each week, we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live TV show this week in hospitality marketing, which airs every Friday at 1130 a.m. Eastern U.S. time on the Hospitality Channel TV station. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So we have two tools for review this week, not our typical or atypical three, uh, but they are, of course, interrelated and related to our technique and related to our live show that we just did earlier to this morning. So our first tool is an AI tool because that is the buzz of the day these days, right? But it's actually a really interesting tool. And I've only begun to really see the depth of its value proposition. Anyway, it's called Frontly.ai, F-R-O-N-T-L-Y.ai. Now, Frontly.ai will make an app. <laughs> it sounds really strange, but um, in, it will use Google Sheets. It'll create Google Sheets for you once you give it access to your Google account to do that. And it's not a bad thing. It's just it'll create sheets for you. But what you do is you want to make something. In other words, you're looking to um, remember, uh, I think two shows ago, we did the uh, the RPA conversation, uh, robotic programming assistant, where we were talking about creating uh, Google Sheets and API pools of data for weather. And then we were pulling in a sheet that was about our relevant data, like occupancies and comparing, putting the two together and so forth. With this platform, Frontly.ai, you have the ability to tell it what you want it to do. And it also will do it with Excel Sheets, too. So it's not just Google Sheets, but it does it with either one of the platform types. But um, the example that you see, if you go to the website and look at it, they'll give you an example of creating a HR payroll kind of thing for truck driving uh, a business or something that you want to create a spreadsheet for keeping track of uh, your driver's times and distances and so forth. And it will literally build the construction uh, with AI as to what sheets it needs to, that the data has to be on. And you, of course, can connect your own data to it and or just have it connected to via API to put the data in there for you, which is a really cool part I'm playing with, um, to make an app that will run something. So the, we'll talk more about the technique. Sorry, I was jumping ahead of time. So we'll talk more about this in particular, but that is Frontly.ai. Now, another one, a very similar to this, but with a broader spectrum of usable tool interactions, is a, a tool called Processio.com, P-R-O-C-E-S-I-O.com. Processio.com connects to a variety of platforms. So think of it as a function tool like Zapier, only instead of it creating single data sources that get connected to other single data sources that you still have to do something with, this creates processes, process documentation, process functionality, where you can go over and say, okay, I want this list of accounts to generate these invoices for these dates from this source and put it on Salesforce over here or send it to my CRM over here or whatever it is. You can actually create workflows, connect the dots, pull the dots down to one section to another section, identify what you want to use that section for to the next section, 
it's just cool. It is a lot of fun. This is the fun part of where AI is going. You can use JavaScript and Python and C+. And if you don't know those languages, no problem. You don't have to. You just know that if you have this over here and you have that over there and you want it to talk to that and then do something with it after it did, you can create these combinations, pulling in API information from one source, using a platform that you work with on another way of using that data, putting that data over to another location that could be used by another application. Really, really cool stuff. So our two tools, Frontly, okay, uh, .ai, sorry, F-R-O-N-T-L-Y dot A-I, and Processio, P-R-O-C-E-S-I-O dot com. And those are our tools of the week. Now, for this week's hospitality technique. So our technique this week, no surprise, but maybe in the way I phrase it, what makes a good metric? <laughs> the really fascinating part about data and the usability of data and so forth is staring at the numbers is one thing. Charts, graphs, by, you know, spaghetti charts, pie charts, bar charts. Okay, those are visualizations of raw column and row data. When you show charts, people feel that the more complex the data or the more quantitative the data, the better the report must be and it's a visual thing you know you want to you want to dress to impress you want to display to impress you know if your uh, superior it's your supervisor goes in and says i need to understand what's going on with project x and you come in with a big heaping pile of something or a massive multi-page powerpoint deck showing this 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 and here's bar graphs and spaghetti charts and pie segmentations over great what does it all mean that's the tough one what does it mean and more importantly, if you're looking at the data to answer question, where do I find the answers? Now, we've been making a tremendous amount of dashboards and functionalities for the new analytics GA4 to be used by a variety of clients. And the data accumulation, the data usability is quite honestly overwhelming. The things that you can see that you didn't get to see before. Um, as uh, has been cited by my team several times, and uh, GA4 is not an analytics platform. It is a, cu a customer audience development platform. The purpose of it is truly that. But the idea of what you can garner as data is slightly overwhelming. Paralysis analysis, so the, 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 the paradox of, of choice is very prevalent in the amount of data that you gather. Now, you can try to look at it in its entirety and be overwhelmed with the variations of what you could ask it to the point of paralysis, as I said. Uh, there's so much to look at, and one thing is not just a singular condition to another. It's a multiplicity of conditions related to a multiplicity of other things that are interrelated on their own, and you get the idea of the paralysis part. A lot of times, it is better to approach large quantities of data with a question in mind. I would like to know who I should sell our hotel to from March 1st to March 7th of 2024. Okay, well, that's a stick in the sand. It's a, it's a starting point. What do I need to do that? How do I, what, what data do I need to answer that question? And obviously, they're historical data. And then with that historical data, what were the influencing factors of data on that historical data? Was there a weather issue? Was there a demand issue? Was there an event issue? Was there a rate issue? Um, was there all of our inventory available? All those things that come up by trying to answer the question. So when you start talking about tools like Frontly or Processio, you start trying to break down 
what data do I need? Okay, where, where, so then the next, where, where are the sources of that data? Well, it comes from Google Analytics. Well, you know, uh, let me get that information. How do I? How can I pull that information in? And what would I do with it? What information from the analytics do I need? Do I need geographic sourcing? Do I need just traffic levels? Do I need what pages were viewed? Do I need what the conversions are? And oh, what about PMS systems? Uh, what was my actual folios? Do you, you know what, what? What was what was the website being used for versus what did it actually generate? What channels produced what? And how much did those channels cost? What was my most uh, beneficial campaigns back then? Which ones had the most engagement that produced the most conversions? You see where the questions begin to flow from creating what you need as an answer, which is who do I sell my hotel to from March 1st and March 7th of 2024? And again, it can easily get out of hand and turn into a monumental paralysis of, oh my gosh, what do I start with first? Is it really as important? Because if I make an early mistake, it makes for everything else behind it to go wrong. And you get into these circles of, of, of conversations and paint yourself into a corner metaphorically. Tools like Frontly and Processio allow you to create a modality, a workflow. Take the data from here, 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 and here. I want this data from this and this data from that, and I want to put it over here. But now, when it's over here, I want it to be compared to this each other. And once that comparison is made, I want to cull it down to just this amount of data from the result of that. And then I want to take that data and apply it over here with a different construct. So you begin, the more you can, can begin to break it down, as the old adage is, how do you eat an elephant? Well, that's actually one bite at a time. It's, it can be overwhelming in its size, but if you approach it from a very smallest point of view that you can at first and grow from there, you'll eventually realize that you, by a spoonful of sand each time, move the mountain from point A to point B. Um, that's what these tools are good for, Frontlane Processio, is it allows you to take what you need to answer a question. Now, what's the reverse? What if you don't know what question to ask? Ask You don't know what you would know. You, now you need to know what is it I need to know. I'm looking at all this data. What is it I need to know? Well, that's where these tools can be helpful as well, because if you then say, you have all this data and you need to understand what it's trying to tell you, what should be important? Well, these same tools work in the same way. Take all of this data and tell me if there's anything between uh, data source A and data source B that is consistently matched. Is there a cause and effect? Is there a trend? Is there a confidence of that trend that when this happens in column A or data source A, that it has a inverse uh, or similar verse to column or data source B. And what are those those correlations? And at first they might be disjuncted. I have no idea why the butterfly flapped its wings and there's a hurricane on the other side of the world, the chaos theory. But it's a starting point to say, well, there is something between those two. What other data sources are similar to either of those data sets that could be added into that equation to see if there's any separation of the, the cause and effect on the simple term, is there more variance that we should consider? It also can be that, and this sounds really simplistic after all these ramblings I just had, that you want a report brought down to an executive summary level of the things that are most important for you to make active decisions on. And that's where we uh, probably have fallen down the most when it comes to making uh, uh, what makes good metrics is that we try to overwhelm with dominance of data, but without actionable data, it makes it difficult. So I'm going to pause our technique discussion because it really rolls into our live show discussion from today. So let's get to the news and show review for today. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So our news and show review, our topic today on the live show was defining good metrics. 
And what we know is is that um, the same the, the same data performance reports don't fit for everybody's needs at different levels. Uh, we talked about the fact there's basically three levels. The people that need the minimalist amount of information from the highest level to make the larger decisions they're responsible for. Then there's intermediate levels of people that need to have a much more in-depth understanding of that data at a, at a overview level to understand the cause and effect ratios of the recommendations of the data to the people above them and also to the people below them to be able to know what to ask more specifically about. And then you have the third tier down below, which are the ditch diggers and the grinders and the people that are really grinding on very granular data to understand what they need to be doing in the sense of changing and nuancing what their active tasks are. And those are the people that are ad campaigns and conversion values and traffic volumes and engagement relationships and paces and follow-throughs and workflows and connectivities, that granular level. Now, those are the people most likely to appreciate rows and columns of data to see the data in a much more granular level, to see the smaller variation correlations that exist in the data. The people above them, the supervisors, might see more about the uh, better views as to the cause and effects in a, in a larger value. Like, for instance, and I'll break this from bottom to top, an ad campaign. The ad campaign manager that's running it is looking at a variety of ad variations under a variety of ad groups, under a variety of ad campaigns for a particular project. And that's just tearing up on those. And they're looking at all the individual engagements, value ratios, conversions, cost of, of clicks, total volume of traffic, total contribution of revenue, determining which ones live, which ones get suspended. And through that process, it creates a performance metric of how much the entire, not just individual ads operate, not just individual ad groups operate, but how the campaign with other campaigns under the, the project are operating. So now they're looking at very granular data to make those choices and decisions. Their supervisors above them are looking at their campaign. They're taking the highest level of the lower the, of, the, of those people looking at the granular data. They're taking the highest level of that and taking that as a base of what they begin to go up because they're going to take those ad campaign performances, those campaign programs, and put them together with other campaign performances and other channels and their campaign performances, again, stacked up from the granular level, and put that together into a performance of the marketing strategy for one hotel. And then the person above them is going to look at all of their highest level aggregation of data as the starting point granularity of their view of how does that hotel perform compared to the other hotels in that portfolio. And you know the list can go all the way up to the people that actually are at the top of that pile. But the idea of at least those three strategies gives you a sense. There's no way that the high-level, third-tier person can ever have enough time in the world to look at the granularity that the first-level person has for their piece of the pie because there's so many other pies to look at. So the need to uh, aggregate the data upwards is, is required for them to be able to understand the overview of their decision process. 
the more that the data gets shifted to look the same upwards, the more unuseless it becomes. So the reports have to change as to whom and what are being used for. A lot of times when you get to that third tier of people that are looking at overviews and so forth, they need simple action item decisions. This is red, it's bad. Green is good. Up is good. Bad is uh, arrow down is bad. Action item this needs to be changed to this. Authorization for this has to be given for that. Very clear. Now, if they obviously want more depth of understanding why that decision is at that level, that's what they have the people below them to ask. They walk to the position of number two and say, hey, I understand the request. I'm, underst I'm not understanding the reason. And that person at their level of understanding has to be in that role of having the data that they need to explain the rationale of why they were handed up that decision. And if that person can't answer it, then they go to the person below them that aggregated it and say, hey, why are we making this recommendation for this because of this performance? What is going on? And that person should have enough data that they can look at and see what the performance types are that made them make that, that data report. Don't want to get too granular because the live show, we covered a lot more of this and how it functions and the best way of doing it. And what are the best reports from between notifications versus reports versus uh, analytics? We went through all of these conversations with it, but just know that defining good metrics is more than just shoveling up a very robust impressive amount of data but doesn't give the clarity that is needed to the person that it's handed to so defining good metrics is a good point for that so there you have it remember you can find us on google play apple itunes iHeartRadio, radio soundcloud stitcher spotify pandora the list goes on 39 platforms and counting we're even on amazon's alexa google assistant and siri simply ask to play the hospitality marketing podcast and of course no matter which one you may use if you like the show please rate us hopefully well and leave a comment that helps others discover our content as well and of course if this is your first time hearing our podcast thank you for listening and also please smash that subscribe button to continue to listen you'll catch us every week as we produce every week both our live show and our live tv show broadcasts of which you can find all the reruns for both on our, our i love lucy rerun channel of the hospitalchannel.tv there you'll find all of our shows for the past 10 years that we've been doing the live show uh weekly um and also our podcast for 17 years uh, all of the shows are there to go back you can search them based on content uh, guest host time of broadcast what have you if you would like to we have an app that you can go to which is the hospitality channel it's on apple ios or android play uh, of course our tv station is a channel that you can get on your google tv apple tv amazon tv samsung tv roku tv lg tv anywhere there's a smart tv that can get channels to it uh, TV station channels, you can look for Hospitality Channel. The live show is always on the free side of that pay gateway. Uh, we also have a Hospitality Marketing Club. If you're already in the, in the business as a hospitality marketer, you want a peer group that you can engage with, uh, ask relevant questions. This is not a beginner's training module. This is people that are already doing it and want to have a peer group of people doing it as well. You can go and apply at the hospitalitymarketing.club uh, website. Uh, again, remember our live TV show is broadcast to 209 countries every Friday morning, 1130 a.m. Uh, Eastern U.S. time on the Hospitality Channel TV station. So for that, my name is Lauren Gray. I thank you for the privilege of your time and I look forward to talking to you next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 416, brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing Gans in support of the HSMAI, Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, all right reserved copyright 2023. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. 
Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.